Live Smackdown podcast from the shadows. Blake doing the damn thing. WWA. It was good, John. Open show opened up with uh, uh, what was it? The KO show. You know, it's out in Montreal. Everybody was excited. The crowd loved KO. They were it was just elated to see him. You know, the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens dynamic. I know I think they wrestled like a dark match or something like that last week, but now it's official. When the super, superstar shakeup, Sami Zayn is on Raw, KO is on SmackDown. So he opens up the show, the KO show, and um, he uh, brings out the WWE champion, Kofi Kingston, and Xavier Woods of the New Day. Big E is uh, out with injury. Get well soon, E with a torn meniscus. Very, very sad. But um, yeah, it came out and they had their uh, had their little you know quick chats and offered the congratulations. We know how it went at this point. It was uh, you know fun segment and Ko wanted to be uh, well. We found out that Kofi and Woods were going to be having a tag team match against. That's right, everybody's favorite odd couple. What did, I've heard it on the internet. What did they call themselves? Nakarusev. So Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev will be taking on Woods and uh, Kofi and the, well, the WWE champion, Kofi Kingston in the New Day uh, later on in the evening, I'm assuming what would be the at least main event match. So um, KO says, well, you know, you don't usually have a third man and you don't have him right now. So let's get it. Can I be a part of well, an honorary member of the New Day? You know, so they threw him through, you know, through the, through the initiation test. Backstage, they got there, you know, through the pancake test at him and such like that. But he could hip swivel and all the rest of that. And, you know, it turns out that now, it was hurt. well, eventually it turned into a six-man tag. Or we learned that Cesaro would be joining the fray, which is awesome. And they end up having this six-man tag that we'll get into later. All in all, my thoughts on the segment in its entirety. Um, I'm not... I've been saying this, I'm not keen on KO as a face. I know, you know, we could all kind of see where the story is going with this one. Not even to hate on the idea of predictability. Just, you know, it's, uh, you know, halfway rough. You know, like, oh, man, KO is going to turn on Kofi, isn't he? So I'm just eh on that. Like, I'm not mad about it. I'm not. I'm not up or down on it. It it just is what it is. Like I'm, we're just gonna see how it plays out. Could be uh, very compelling if anything. But you know, uh, Ko as a good guy. Like I said, it takes some getting used to for me. But at the same time, hey, you know, it's fun to see him try to you know be that fun-loving character that you know. Like it, it's not easy for everybody to get over as a babyface. So right now, I'd say Ko is doing a, a fairly good job at at it i'm just not you know not keen on it but it is cool to be able to fill in you know biggie's spot and do the you know new day intro and the entrance and stuff like that and maybe just maybe we might be able to see the new day stay together after all you know everybody's always scared that they would break up or whatever i would i personally don't want to see them break up i want to see these guys remain a unit uh for the foreseeable future only because um, it's a, it's, it's a unit thing. It's a team, it's a team thing that we haven't seen in a while, you know? So I like the idea and, uh, 
yeah, so that was the first segment. Sorry about that. Some uh, crazy people in the world. But all in all, that was the opening segment, and I really did enjoy that. Intercontinental champion Finn Balor is officially on the SmackDown Live roster. I like the move for him. Uh, you know, I like uh, Finn you know, taking that taking that loss to uh, Andrade on Raw in his final match. Very respectable just to uh, get the superstar over since they're going to be there on that side of the ship, you know, for a time. Uh, so I, I, I like how, you know, Finn was, you know, scripted and he played it out really well. And then he went in there last night and took on... Um, who did Finn take on? He took on Ali. And, man, it's good to see Ali. He's he's going to prove himself to the WWE Universe. That. I believe that. And him and Cedric Alexander are both going to be able to do that. And, you know, it's fresh. Fresh faces, fresh matches. This is what we said we were going to get in a new era. This is exactly what we've got. And, honestly, I think that... uh. You know, Ali can, uh, he could take it, he could go on a good title run. Maybe not just yet, but in the future, I think we can really see that from him and know that we can be proud of him as whatever form of champion he decides to go in as. Uh, so they had to, had to match great spots that match. It was a couple moments where I wasn't near the TV too much, but I did see the, uh, Leaning into the clo- well, leading into the closing se- uh, sequence, but it was great. Hurricanrana spot where he almost missed, but uh, Ali was able to grab his neck with his ankles just fast enough for it to look like some real crazy whiplash. Finn went off the top, went for the 450 uh, Ali and missed, but he landed on his feet. Real good spot, looked just athletic, you know, and. I believe Finn was getting his uh, midsection worked over, so his sternum seemed to be hurting, uh, says the story in that match, and he went up for the coup de grace, and it looked like he wasn't going to be able to hit it the whole way through. He didn't look like he wasn't going to get all of it once he made the jump from the top rope. These are just small highlights that I really, really did uh, actually find enjoyable. Like I said a long time ago, I'm not huge on the coup de grace. I'm not the biggest, biggest fan of that move, but... There are times when Finn makes that landing and it looks great. Like when he just, I wouldn't say crash burns, but, you know, he just collapses into his opponent sometimes for a pin. Or like last night, he he hit the move and then kind of landed forward on his belly. So it just made the move feel a little more impactful. And I like that. Finn has a form of seniority now in the company with you know, in the new era with the new faces and all of the NXT and 205 Live callovers and such like that, I really, really like how uh, how Finn he has a he has a different energy to him now. You know, he feels like he's he's a he's a power player on the roster. You know, he's taking enough L's, he's eating enough shit sandwiches, and you know now he's the Intercontinental Champion, and he's not really on the the big giant show so there might be more time for him to be showcased as a character we haven't really gotten to hear too much of him on the microphone every time i remember finn on the microphone and cutting a promo it's really just been like old irish folklore with all due respect and uh his almost match with uh with pumpkin bray or sister abigail was it pumpkin demon something either way it was i've never really gotten to hear him be like too 
you know, uh, charismatic on the microphone. So I'm pretty sure we might get to see that in coming weeks as, you know, uh, we all get acclimated with the new superstars that we've all uh, acquired from the superstar shakeup on the SmackDown roster. But um, yeah, all in all, Ali and Finn, I think, was a good opening match uh, for the show. Is athletic, and I'm I'm excited to see uh, what the future holds for both of them. We love you, Winky. So Charizard uh, comes out next. She's uh, scripted for a match against the Princess of Staten Island, Moonwalking, Trash Talking, women uh, winner of the w- women's uh, WrestleMania Battle Royale this year, Carmella. And uh, you know it was a cool match. Now we know Carmella beat Charlotte twice. You know, but Charlotte has uh, definitely been on uh, quite the meteoric rise since those two losses. So we'd even dare say it halfway inspired her to get that much better and move on to main event WrestleMania. Hey, hey now. But again, both of them did pick up uh, big victories. Charlotte just being in the main event in itself and Carmella being able to win a giant battle royale by any means, but it was a um, good match, cool match. You can see the levels, you know, Charlotte, in a way, uh, has, you know, no, no pun intended, but she's eclipsed uh, a little bit of Carmella's career as far as, you know, just smacking loud. She's a little further ahead on the power rankings list to me, but only by a little bit. Like, we've got our mainstay names, and then Carmella is right there, but she is a former women's champion, former Miss Money in the Bank. She's clearly money, so don't sleep on Carmella. And that's one thing I would uh, tell anybody because she could pick up that victory at any given moment. You know what she reminds me of? And I don't mean this to say anything bad about any one of the superstars, but she reminds me of like a Dolph Ziggler feel. Not Dolph Ziggler that, you know, uh, loses matches and puts it all on the line and leaves it all in the ring. I'm talking about the uh the Dolph Ziggler that could pull out that win at any moment's notice and shock the world you know so with that you know Carmella was good she had a cool match her and Charlotte went at it uh Charlotte was able to pick up the victory after the after locking in the uh, figure eight and you know that was that was what the game was so I'm not mad about it I'm I'm hi- I'm hyped that you know Charlotte is looking good after you know the defeat at WrestleMania, but hey, it's all good, and you know, we're gonna, you know, keep it moving and see how these weeks progress, so, our truth is in the ring after the match is over, Carmella, uh, leg hurting and such like that, truth tending to her, and out comes the blood curdling screams of Lars Sullivan, Lars Sullivan comes out, he's, uh, eyeing Carmella down, apparently truth not feeling it, so, our truth and, uh, Lars start going at it, R-Truth get a little bit of offense in. Almost surprisingly, I would say of all of the people that Lars has come out and, you know, uh, tried to attack, R-Truth has gotten the most offense in. So, hey, that's what's up. Shouts to R-Truth. But, you know, Lars Sullivan looking great right now, looking awesomely strong. And that's just another veteran putting, you know, the youngest superstar over. You know, he uh, hit uh, R-Truth with the... With the signature maneuver, I believe it's called that freak accident, and um, you know we, we, you know, just solidified. Oh, then he hit that sit down power slam, or that power bomb. Pardon me, 
which is such a great move. Apparently, I guess he's not doing that diving headbutt anymore. Maybe he'll pull it out of pay-per-views. Maybe not. I don't know. He is such a big man. Like, maybe not height-wise, but he is very bulky. So, to have all of that weight come rushing down into your chest, the sternum area, man, I could only imagine the types of injuries everybody would be scared to get from him. <coughs> Excuse me. But... Um, you know, all in all, good segment, good spot. Who's Law is going to beat up next? Um, honestly, where's Randy? Shit, we need a, we need Randy to come through and save the day. The fans starting to like uh, Lars, right? They starting to get behind Lars. Usually, Randy starts coming up and beats up everybody that these people begin to love. But, you know, bad guy, bad guy. I don't know. That's just me. Whatever, though. Um, like I said, all in all, ultimately, is a good segment. Uh, so then we move on into the man's segment. Becky Two Belts, Becky Balboa, the champ. She uh comes on out, you know, talks her talk, basically cuts the raw promo again. And um this uh brings it just started a wave of all of the women's superstars on SmackDown Live. I believe uh Bailey came out next. She came out with Ember Moon. Well, Ember Moon came out after that, returning and now officially being on the SmackDown Live roster. Awesome. Then this brings out the women's tag team champions, the Iconics. And, um, you know, they start bantering and just uh, speaking about how it's, uh, you know, uh, they've got two belts. Becky has two belts, but Ember and Bailey don't have any. Poor things. Poor Bailey. I really know that Bailey's been a lot more aggressive. I will definitely advocate for that. Bailey has been excellent on WWE TV in these past couple of weeks, and she's just been growing. I know she took the L to Bliss off that DDT, but that I'm pretty sure that made Stone Cold proud. So, you know, and hey, Bailey's been looking real good. Like, I think she picked up that win uh, with Naomi on Monday. Great Bailey to Bailey after Naomi set that up for her and lead it into the split leg moonsault, but whatever, right? Either way, um, they come out, and I kind of think they, uh, oh, this brings out Paige. And it's like, well, hey, now, you know, you told y'all we had what well, she had a plan last week, and she finally brought out the superstars that we were all wondering. So it turns out it's going to be Asuka, that's right, the Empress, Asuka-chan, and uh, the, the one of the, the what is it the, the princess pirate pirate princess Kyrie Sane former NXT Women's Champion I believe it would be really awesome to see her with the little treasure chest and the gold and the little pirate gimmick and I mean there's a shot that next year maybe just maybe we're gonna get to see at WrestleMania some Oscar and Kyrie Sane action. It's a long road, just like Stephanie said on Raw. But, uh, hey, pirate theme. Now we got a pirate princess. Some people were thinking that it was going to be the Sky Pirates. I won't front. I was kind of thinking that myself. But I do think it's a better idea to have Io Shirai still on the NXT roster for right now just to, uh, you know, continue to get good at what, what it is she loves to do. And that moonsault, man, is a thing of beauty. So right now, you don't want to overwhelm the WWE universe with all of the awesomeness. And let Kyrie Sane get some 
get some shining. So it turns into an eight-woman tag. Uh, Ember Moon, Bailey, uh, and what is it? Ember Moon, Bailey, was who against the Iconics and uh, two more. But I apologize. And I'm also, like I said, I'm on the road right now, so I'm halfway thinking and trying to recall the match. But I know we saw the awesome Eclipse, and then we saw a great insane elbow from Kyrie Sane. Then the slow motion replay of the insane elbow just to show everybody exactly how uh, Kyrie is just, excuse me, pardon, just to show how Kyrie is uh, twisting and contorting her body in midair and really just pushing her legs up to bring the impact of that elbow down that much harder. Man, it's it's awesome. So great moments, uh, great match. Thank you, Paige. She's going to be the manager. So it's great to see Mama back in her house, you know, and in whatever capacity. I'm glad something was figured out for her. And, yeah, I just look forward to seeing how the SmackDown women's roster is going to, uh, man, they, things is about to turn up for them. I'm I'm interested to see how the Raw women's brand is going to be able to respond to this because, boy, oh, boy, it almost looks like they're, they're looking pretty slim right now. And, you know, just off, like, injuries and such like that. And, you know, superstars needing to be created. But I know that Dana Brooke is just stepping up. Like, you know, when you're waiting on that long line and one person gets in, so everybody moves up one step, Dana Brooke just moved up one step. So with all of that good women's segment, I'm... I'm not the hugest fan of throwing them all in at once, just throwing everybody in the ring. But at the same time, if these other segments have to play out and everybody's getting their TV time, then uh, the, uh, an old uh, old phrase I've, I heard and I, I just was, you know, uh, re-put onto was uh, maximize the minutes. So you make the best out of the TV time that you have. And of course, we're going to see more opportunities uh, get thrown their way as the time progresses. So all in all, like I said, great women's segment. I could talk about them all day. Nope, because I'm biased. I'm not going. I'm. I sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot. But the other two members were Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Let's go, baby. They they it had a chaotic uh, brawl in the ring before it turned into that eight woman tag. But everyone looked great. And like I said, oh, and when Paige was saying who she was going to bring out, you know, what tag team it was, just the fact that Mandy Rose's music hit, I'm going to be real. I had my moment just thinking that Absolution was back together again, but it's fine. You know, it's all right. It's all right. You know, Team Tough Enough lives on. It's all right just to even have them in the you know, segment, you can see that mama brought them, mama brought them to the roster and she watched them grow and we see now where they're at and they're a, a fairly respected team and I mean, now with all of these new new faces on the women's roster, man, it's, possibilities are really endless. So again, I enjoyed that eight-woman tag match. All right, now we're leading into the six-man tag, the main event match of the evening between Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Kevin Owens, you know, uh, I would almost say cosplaying is Big E, and he calls himself Big O for the Big Owens. I am <laughs> whatever. 
you know, just WWE has a way of being able to get some of the most funniest things on TV underneath the PG mask. And I just I just really appreciate it. Sometimes they troll the crowd. You know, it's I'm I've been at times been a little sensitive towards the product. So to, you know, be able to grow in my sense of humor, you know, and and just, you know, be okay with, you know, chuckling and laughing sometimes. And, you know, it's 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 wholesome entertainment, you know, for for adults. (laughs) It's it's really nice to, you know, just I would say even refreshing sometimes like this is, I guess, the part of the reason why I watch just to see how WWE is going to be able to get o- get over, <laughs> get away with some old malarkey. <laughs> you know that, you know, the, the, the PC vultures would be all, oh, no, look at WWE. But whatever. Let's, again, not act entitled and be thankful for each and every offering that WWE gives us each and every week. So they went at it with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, Rusev, and Cesaro. And uh, we'll get into the match. I more so. I just want to speak on the growth and development of the characters with this one, especially. I believe uh, the new day were able to pick up the victory. Um, who was that third man? KO. Yeah, he hit the stunner. Kofi hit the SOS. Hit the trouble in paradise. And um, this was able to leave the KO hitting that stunner. Rusev. Woo, he flipped over to the front with that stunner. It seems to me that Rusev really enjoys selling these things. And I think that, hey, everyone can take a note from Rusev with that. It just, you know, make it look good. And don't, be, don't put too, too much sauce on it. But Rusev just delivered a master class in how to take a stunner yesterday. So awesome, awesome moment. Like I said, New Day and um, KO. Well, excuse me, New Day and the Big O. Oh my goodness, the big Owens, KO, you see how hilarious that is, but they were able to pick up the victory, and um, you know, it was a good match, now my thing is, Cesaro, many moons ago, on the Stone Cold Podcast, Mr. McMahon was on, and we all know the infamous words of how superstars have to get themselves over, and Cesaro is a talent, but he doesn't think that he has what it takes to be able to click with the WWE universe. These many years later, I would dare almost request that even maybe argue that Cesaro actually does have the capability to connect with the WWE universe now. And all he needs is an opportunity to run with the ball. No Sheamus last night. Where was Sheamus? Maybe he was on TV for... Uh, you know, personal reasons, maybe he's injured. I mean, RTH, I respect the Hulk. I've liked Sheamus since he came back as a badass. I wasn't a huge fan of the old school theme song, Sheamus. I like this new aggressive Sheamus. I enjoy the bar. Some people might say they're a little stale at this point. And I can understand, you know, that it, sometimes, you know, that I wouldn't call it nostalgia for myself, but I just like to see, you know, these teams be built and continue to be teams and grow off of each other and grow and how to just develop through the storyline. You never know what you'll be, what, what you'll get, you know, when you see these guys, you know, continue to tag up and be, you know, teammates. Ricochet and Alistair Black, Rusev and Nakamura, you know, these 
these are these are very very pure signs of what the organic build can do for superstars. So, uh, good match, Cesaro. I've seen enough interviews and heard him say enough about wanting to be the the best performer in the ring that night on the show. WrestleMania, I would argue that Cesaro had one of the greatest moments of the night as far as in-ring goes because of that spin that he did where it had to have been at least 41 spins, 45 spins, something like that. And he's he's athletic, he's flexible, he could get he gets around the ring, he's quick. You know, maybe there was a time in WWE where The Miz was WWE champion, where Edge was WWE champion, where Jeff Hardy was WWE champion. And it didn't feel right to me, but I was a little younger at the time. But it's like I had been conditioned by, you know, the McMahon family to, you know, see my champions a certain way with the muscles and the height and the hair. And that wasn't really the case anymore with Jeff Hardy and The Miz and and you know, edge, and it's like, you know, I, it took some getting used to, but I realized that there's more to it than just power, you know, getting older now, I definitely can appreciate some of the changes that we've seen, we saw how those shifts, like Chris Jericho wasn't one that looked like your, you know, WWE champion, but we, he was able to, you know, garner a couple of wins like that, you know, take nothing away from his tenure in the company, but, you know, we see now that it doesn't necessarily always have to be about size, especially with, you know, a champion like Kofi Kingston, who definitely does not do steroids, you know, um, it's, it's a good look to be able to have these players in the main event scene, and Cesaro is potentially one that could be there. So that could be the positioning that WWE is, you know, trying to make happen for him. They could be planting those seeds for Cesaro to be a main event heavyweight champion player. You know, like maybe, maybe it's time for that. I'm, I'm, I don't know, but I would. I would say that personally. I like Cesaro, and maybe it's his time to get the ball. Maybe that last night was, you know, the starts to that. Now, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> it's time to get into the main event. Vince McMahon comes out. Hello, Mr. McMahon. How are you? And, uh, you know, everyone stands to their feet as they're supposed to. You see people bowing in the crowd. And everyone's excited to see the chairman and CEO. We haven't seen him in some weeks. And, you know, I think it was last year he came out. I couldn't give him a WrestleMania moment. I don't think he would really want that kind of love. I think he's about the superstars. We know his ego's huge. but uh, And it's maybe 10% of the reason why I'm bringing this up. But when he came out, I believe it was last year, and thanked the WWE Universe just for the you know, coming through for WrestleMania, and I think it was because they had broken 100,000, you know, down in, uh, I believe, Texas we were in, uh, New Orleans, either way, New Orleans, I think we was in last year for Mania 34, but either way, um, came out, thanked the crowd, I believe that's what it was, and it was just really heartfelt, so to see Mr. McMahon again, you know, come out and you know, after Mania and the Superstar shakeup and stuff like that, it's like, wow, there he is, there's the man right there, you know, and that's what's up, so, um, he came out, and we know that they had been teasing the biggest acquisition in SmackDown Live history. And yes, it did not disappoint. Mr. McMahon came out 
and gave us all exactly what we were looking for. He uh, showed us a, a superstar that has all of the tools, all of the skills, all of the talent, knows how to play his lane, knows how to stand his lane, but also knows how to be a dominant in-ring performer, a charismatic, I wouldn't say enigma, but a charismatic something. Just a beast on that microphone when he wants to be. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. McMahon brought out Elias. And I, 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 I went crazy for a moment. Because, yes, it is like, Raw is a three-hour show. I would almost say, you know, well, since AJ's not around anymore, you know, old saying, talking smack, SmackDown makes him, Raw takes him. I would almost say at this point now, it could be kind of the same way. SmackDown is the A show, in my opinion. Monday Night Raw is the flagship show. So take that how you want. I like the fact that Elias now doesn't have to just be uh, relegated to somewhere inside of that three-hour slot. Now we get to see more of how Elias is able to just, you know, Wow, serenade and impress the WWE universe with his just multi, multi talents, you know, a plethora of skills. He's just a multifaceted individual. So then when he comes out and, you know, says his thing and talks his talk, this brings out Roman Reigns. And yes. I'm going to say it, it is not okay to boo him yet. Roman is a superstar that has gone through it all, and I will harken back to my earliest days doing this podcast thing and saying, if you do not understand the position that Roman Reigns is in, then you have never been there. If you don't like Roman and you want to boo him because it's the cool thing to do, then you have just classified yourself as a mark or smart. And I'm not going to talk down on any of the phraseologies or the wordings or the meanings behind these things, but you are frowned upon from the shadows. Just saying that. Respect Roman Reigns. I like how WWE did it with, uh, you know, noticing, taking note. All right. They're trying to boo Roman again. Storyline over. Let's uh, move on and try to get him over with the crowd some more while we still got some good momentum and good steam with him. So you bring out Elias, let Elias deal with all of the boos and let them get that out their system. And out comes Roman looking like the hero. But inside a storyline, Roman Reigns, you know, one of the ballsiest. He punches Elias in the face, hits him with a Superman punch, but then had the Balls had the grapefruits to do it to our commander in chief, our chairman, Mr. McMahon. So it's like, man, 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 and this is his yard now, and whatever. That's fine, Rome. We'll, you know, we'll we'll see how these uh, we'll see how SmackDown Live treats you. I'm excited to see him on the show, though. Like, you know, outside of storyline, I'm happy that he's there, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna have a very dominant run. I see championship on SmackDown. Uh, you know, 
we'll just have to see how it all plays out. I know that the end goal are championships, right? So we're just going to have to, you know, watch it all develop. So that was SmackDown Live. Roman standing strong at the end. Get well soon, Big E. Shouts to Charlotte. Shouts to Becky Two Belts in the women's division. And as a whole, uh, thank you all for listening. Be sure to uh, share this. Ensure that you pass this along to Sasha Banks and let her hear the podcast from yesterday. Let her hear at least the snippet we threw in because uh, we meant that. And uh, shouts to Bailey for coming on over to SmackDown. Like all of the all of the switch ups. Oh, honorable mention: Liv Morgan is no longer with the Riot Squad because she's on SmackDown Live now. Oh my gosh! OMG! What? 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 No more Riot Squad, but maybe maybe it was for the best. I don't know, but I know it was a little sad. Insanity got broke, or Sanity got broke up. So, you know, these are these are small things. You know, now we might be able to see some, uh, <coughs> excuse me, real one-on-one singles, singles, uh, singles work from these guys, like uh, like Bailey as a singles competitor now. Man, I'm I'm really excited to see where the women's division goes, especially on the SmackDown roster and the the tag team division. I think is gonna uh, look real good soon too. But all of that remains to be seen. I'm very optimistic about it all. So. Again, shouts everybody to bring you the podcast each and every week. This is Blake. I will catch you guys tomorrow for 205 Live. Peace.